Welcome to Living Wisely, Living Well, timeless wisdom to enrich every day with Asha Nayaswamy, one of the spiritual directors of Ananda Palo Alto and a founding member of Ananda Worldwide. If you enjoy this content and are inspired by the teachings of Paramahansa Yogananda and his disciple Swami Kriyananda, find Asha on YouTube, Facebook, all podcast directories, and her website, ashajoy.org. Living Wisely, Living Well, June 25th. Be good-humored about the shortcomings of others, and you'll find it easier to handle your own. Remember, faults can seem either overwhelming or trivial, depending only on what your imagination makes of them. Oh my, Swamiji, you throw in a word like that. Depending only on what your imagination makes of them. Now that is a really interesting point. I never actually really thought of it just like that, but that is what happens. Somebody spoke to me about a certain astrological configuration where whatever the planets are makes a person project anxieties into the future. Look at look at a present situation and then extrapolate from the present situation all these things that are going to happen that are going to be a problem. So we're all, we're in the future. We've extrapolated from the present what, what we now are convinced is going to be a problem, even though it's just our imagination doing it. And then the corresponding unfortunate astrological influence on the, on the person in the horoscope is that now there is a tremendous sense of urgency to do something right now about the possible thing that's going to happen. So urgent action is required for something that I imagine might occur, that a person imagines might occur. It, it was a perfect definition of exactly the syndrome that was being acted out. I use, my, I use my imagination to imagine something. A person uses their imagination to imagine something, then begins to panic over that, then tries to, to do something now to prevent that future thing from happening. Okay? So, when we discover a fault in ourselves, perhaps we're, we realize we've been uncompassionate, Maybe we've been inconsiderate. Maybe our faith in God is not as strong as we wanted. Maybe we have a deep desire for something that doesn't quite fit the spiritual self-image that we've created for ourselves. And we have to admit that I long for money, or I long for this relationship, or I have more sexual energy than I wanted to acknowledge, or I'm more vulnerable to criticism, or I'm more ambitious for some kind of worldly recognition. You know, just make a long list. Or I'm just mean-spirited. I'm really jealous about this person. I'm not kind in these ways. I don't know. You, you've got your list. I have mine. Everybody has theirs. So inherently, all you're actually seeing is that this is a characteristic that I have. I remember I was in this complicated circumstance once where um, I had a very difficult karma with a, a woman friend. Uh, we, were, we were close together within Ananda, but our past lives were tempestuous and even though none of those realities were, were present in the present, neither of us was able to discern the difference between the past and the present. I mean, that's how I've, I've come to say I've come to say it, because in the moment, we always manage to imagine <laughs> that the difficulty we're having between each other, between ourselves, was caused by what someone was doing in the present. Only gradually did I come to realize it was just a carried over profound distrust that just no matter what she said to me, I didn't trust it. Even though there was no reason for me to feel that way, now 
I couldn't extricate myself. Circumstances, however, gradually changed, and from constant association, um, I rarely saw her. And absence made the heart grow fonder, <laughs> because part of, you know, part of when you have negative life experiences with someone, it almost always is the result of having been very close. I mean, now think about a cycle like this. You, you love someone very much, you become very involved in them, maybe they're your child or your spouse, your mother, and there's a great deal of love, and then with that love comes expectation, can come attachment, can come a desire to put your will onto the other person. Um, you have, as the Gita says, you, you have a desire. When that desire is thwarted, often the thwarted desire turns to anger. So you're close with someone, you have expectations, you know, we're going to live together, we're going to do this together, we're going to build this business together, you're going to be this kind of person for me, but maybe something happens and you're not quite like that anymore. Maybe in the end there's a betrayal, or at least a feeling of betrayal, you know, I was your mother, I gave so much, and then you moved across the world, and then I never saw you again. You know, what kind of an ungrateful wretch are you? And then from deep love, desire arises, thwarted desire leads to anger, so enemies are usually, karmically speaking, souls who were very close to each other in the past. I mean, we often watch this act out just even in one lifetime, how many families have been destroyed by the inheritance, the money they get from the parents, and then they begin to fight over it. I mean, I, we all know too many crazy examples of, of that kind of thing happening. So people who are very close are suddenly enemies. It's madness. So anyway, I had this thing with this woman, and when we weren't seeing each other every day and the, the misunderstandings were not being reinforced, there was a deep resurgence of what was really a very, very close and and warm and loving tie between us, which was more real than the dissonance. So much so that when a whole group of us went on a a trip together, I volunteered to share an apartment with this woman because I felt so affectionate toward her. After about 45 minutes (laughs) of close association, I just reverted all the way back. Just all the way back. It was just like unbelievable is the only way I can put it, except there you have it. I was so upset. I was in the car with Swamiji and I was just weeping. I was sobbing. I just couldn't believe, you know, that I was still capable of such petty thinking and so unable to control my emotional responses, you know, Trey, trey, dramatic, which was my manner. Um, and Swami's response was so interesting to me. He said, well, he said, uh, you thought you were over it, so you weren't putting out any energy to overcome that shortcoming in you. Now you know, and you get to work on it. I mean, to him, it was all good news. That which was hidden has been revealed because it wasn't actually dissolved. It was just hidden. So why would I want it to be hidden. What good would that do me? Now that it's revealed, I can work on it again. But here is, and this is the word imagination. So then what happens from that revelation is this whole world starts spreading out in front of me, doesn't it? 
you know, a world of hopelessness in which I'll never be able to overcome this, a world of being trapped in these negative emotions forever, a world of, in which every time I encounter this person, you know, it's going to be terrible again. I mean, has any of that happened? I mean, is any of that like really preordained? It's just that my imagination is very vivid and it could make up stories, just like I was talking about, you know, projecting into the future a potential catastrophe and feeling that I that it has to be fixed. It's like the the vividness of the imagination which has a very positive potential expression in one's life can also just be a terrible detriment. So, you know, that's why he's saying, you know, if we can learn to take the shortcomings of humanity with a, a, a lighter attitude, then that attitude toward shortcomings in general can liberate us from this endless trap of, oh, but this is my problem. I, and I actually had a very interesting um, opportunity to sort of to work this out, to, to begin to work this out in my own life very early on the spiritual path. I, I was blessed and blessed with many friendships, but this particular friendship with also with a woman friend who is a very feisty character, super feisty character, um, marvelously feisty, you know, just outspoken, strong. As Swami said about her once, you always know where you stand. You know, there was no, no dissembling, just straightforward. And quite pointed sometimes, you know, could be quite fierce. And that personality got her in trouble on a fairly steady basis. <laughs> But my affection for her is and was all from the start. It was just unconditional. Um, just even though her 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 behavior was sometimes quite impressive, in the sense of really you thought that was a good idea. <laughs> um, I always just believed in her. I, I always have believed in her. I still do. I just believe in her. I realize that whatever's wrong with her, she'll get through it. It's not going to be a problem. But I realized that when I myself made mistakes, I had an attitude that was just 180 degrees different from that. My mistakes were always catastrophic, never trivial, and my faults were insurmountable. Basically, that's how I dealt with myself. And one day I just thought about myself and her, and I realized we're not so different. You know, she's, um, I mean, I'm not better than her, nor am I worse than her. We're, we're, pretty, we're peers. We're peers in our faults and virtues. And I'm able to always see her faults in the context of her virtues and always um, see her faults in the context of the liberating power of divine grace. But I don't see my own faults anywhere near like that. So I started playing this game, which actually really worked, which was whenever I would make an error, which was pretty steady. I didn't have to ever wait very long before one of them came up. And it would always, you know, it would always cause me to enter what I would call the geological strata of of the fundamental fault behind that particular action. So it could be even a small action, but I'd step into the Grand Canyon of of the whole dimension of whatever that represented to me, and then go into one of these. Swami tried to explain to me that feeling guilty is not the same as changing yourself. It took me a really long time to realize that feeling guilty is just going in circles. It doesn't do anything to actually shift your energy. It just makes you feel terrible for a period of time. So anyway, I would play that game out. And I finally started pretending, literally, 
that when I did something, I would, I would imagine that my friend had come, she was, and I imagined her sitting in my little trailer with me on my little chair, which I unfolded when guests came, because there wasn't enough room to keep it unfolded all the time. She would sit on that chair, and then she would proceed to tell me the story, except the story would be actually what I had done. And then in my imagination, I used my imagination to help me, I would respond to her in the way I would spontaneously and naturally respond, like, well, that was kind of dumb, and that is really going to take a lot of energy to untie, but yeah, it's going to be fine. Of course it's going to be fine, because it's always going to be fine. And just the dramatic difference between the way I was able to relate to her and the way I related to myself, it was a revelation. And that, that has been ever since a tremendously helpful way to see things, and I've followed exactly what Swamiji has said. You know, when somebody makes a mistake, they just make a mistake. That's, I mean, that's all that happens. You make a mistake, you work your way through it. You, you don't have to project, you don't have to use your imagination wrongly to project this never-ending series of catastrophes. It's just karma. You know, you've just created a little inconvenience for yourself, maybe for others. But there's nothing, there's nothing anyone can do that is the final word until we've realized God. And when we've realized God, it's all just passed away. So everything else is just passing. And it's just trivial. And once we recognize that it's not really what I want to do anymore, it may take time because there's momentum. When we're going 100 miles an hour, we might decide that we want to stop and pick the flowers. But it takes a little time to slow that momentum down and to find the flowers. So it's not necessarily instantaneous. But once, if we're going 100 miles an hour in a direction we don't want to go, and we've made a decision that we're going to go in another direction, it's just a matter of the persistent application of willpower before it's turned. And if we have a, a freer attitude as we make that turn, then, then we're not wasting energy and we're not compounding the problem. All we have is the fault. As, as Swami often made a distinction between the error itself and the possibility of creating a complex over the error. And the complex is much harder to work out. The error is just an error. We'll just fix it. But if we develop a complex, we develop a whole self identity based on our errors and the wild imagination that goes forward about all that that means, long after the fault is gone, that complex can still be tormenting us. And I certainly found, and Swami suggests here, sometimes it's easier to practice with other people so that we kind of develop a rhythm of, oh, this is how we deal with shortcomings. We just see them for what they are, and then we have faith that it'll work itself out. And even if they're catastrophic, we know they'll learn, because we'll all learn. We may suffer, yeah, but we'll learn, because God won't let go of us until we have. And there's so much more uh, possibility in thinking of it that way. So, be good-humored about the shortcomings of others, and you'll find it easier to handle your own. Remember, Faults can seem either overwhelming or trivial, depending on only, only on what your imagination makes of them. God bless you, my friends.
Our work is made possible by inspired listeners, so if you feel to support Asha, you can make a one-time donation, or for unique members-only content, subscribe through Patreon. Blessings and thank you.